You're with Pastor Troy right here. We're getting excited. We got a special program for you. You're going to be seeing over the next few weeks until we get ready for season two. You're going to be seeing the best of the On the Dock season one. These will be coming at you hard and steady. I want you to get them out there. Check them out. Help us get them out to your friends. We want to see you on YouTube, Spotify, and iTunes as well. But this is the best of, get this, the best of season one. Get ready for it. We're going to be coming at you with a super season two coming up this August. We'll see you soon. Enjoy this episode of On the Dock season one. Best of. just can't get over that song they just ripped that those guys that i mean that's lucas winkler dustin griffith i think ben ben Adelini on that song sitting on the dock they did their own rendition you can just feel memphis just pouring out of that you like that guys oh yeah yeah, yeah you're on the dock of the bay with pastor troy hope you're doing well today we have got a great one for you we're going to talk to you today on the dock is all about guys getting out of the shallow and into the deep we're going to give people some conversations a day mm-hmm. that are going to propel them out we're going to help people explode out i've got dynamite in our studio today. You won't believe what I've got. I'll tell you in just a minute. But by the way, you can always find On the Dock. We are broadcasting a lot of ways. Our main partners, YouTube. Check us out on YouTube. We're also on Spotify and iTunes. Those are our main platforms. But we are also on these platforms just as well. Google Podcasts, Facebook, Roku, Rumble, <laughs> and SermonNet. On the Ro- Roku, if you have Roku TV, you got to download the SermonNet app and then look up On the Dock with Pastor Troy. All our pa- pages. Don, is that right? All the pages are On the Dock or On the Dock with Pastor Troy? So look up on the dock or on the dock with Pastor. We actually have our executive producer, Donna Karniski, in studio today. She's not on mic. She's just taking care of us today. But she's going to be checking you out. So reach out to her on our social media partners. You know who they are? Facebook, Instagram, Telegram, and Twitter. You can reach out. She'll be watching for your comments and information there. Remember, we always play nice. You don't want us to throw you out. So we are nothing but good stuff, healthy stuff. This is a great program. We're launching people out, not trying to take people out. So get on there and and communicate and mostly share this program with your people in your sphere because I think it's going to change their lives as we have conversation that propels them out. And by the way, when you find those sites, hit subscribe, like, notify, share, make comments, and mostly share it with other people. You can always become one of our partners to On The Dock. If you know about the Patreon app, you can download the Patreon app, my Patreon, and uh, look up On The Dock with Pastor Troy, and you can become a, a, a sponsor. Or you can become a partner. Partner, you can get maybe one of these fine-looking cups. See this cup right here? And, and you can become a sponsor, like maybe Crown Brew has, and they give us a little coffee. So become a Patreon sponsor and join us. And you can find all the information on all of our platforms, how to get to Patreon. You can simply go, if you're confused, like I am, go to onthedoc.org, onthedoc.org. That website has everything, including its own viewer. And you can email Donna. Donna will be glad to answer your questions at info at onthedoc.org. We, we have got a great, great show for you guys. And I just can't tell you, I'm just, I'm just pumped to all get out. It's going to be one thing of to another. On the studio right now, I've got... Somebody that's a long time. I mean, somebody that's been a legend to me. Uh, I've got my good brother in the Lord, Dave Morani, on the set. Dave, 
How about that picture of you on there? Wow. You look, you look good. You look mature, man. Oh, I, like, I do. Your beard's gray, man. Then you come and tell me my beard's gray. That's just, I mean, just <laughs> I'm insult. not used to seeing gray yeah. on you. I got Dave Morani in the stage. Here he's here on the dock around the Cottonwood table. We've also got Jerry Johnson in with us right now. And we're going to bring, bring other of our good friends. I call these guys NGL Legends in soon. And we're doing a series called No Greater Love Legends. NGL stands for No Greater Love. We're going to be doing the Legends series. Mm-hmm. And you heard Fred Bishop, my mentor and spiritual father. You heard him in that opening series we did about Pastor Troy's mentor, Shane Bishop. We had Roger Leip in here. Mm-hmm. And these guys are all cut from that cloth here. So mm-hmm. we're going to be talking. We'll be going deeper into this stuff. And in part one, we're going to be looking at NGL. The men, This is my opinion. This is my opinion, guys. The best men's leadership development ministry ever. Oh, absolutely. At, wouldn't yeah. you totally agree? I totally agree. So we're in part one of that. And guys, I, I'm glad to have you here. Welcome to On the Dock. Thank, Thank you. Guys, just real quick here, just real quick. Go around the horn, left to right, if you would, Dave. Dave, you go first. Tell us a little bit about where you are today, what's going on with your family, your job, your ministry connection. Tell us a little bit about yourself real quick. I just turned 66 a few months ago. My goodness. Yeah, I know. I'm thinking, what? Man. Uh, My wife, Peggy, and I have been married for 48 years in August. Good grief. I have three kids. Two of them are in their 40s. One's uh, just turned 30, my young one. Uh, five grandkids, one great grandson. Oh, wow. wow. So, uh, and yeah. I uh, work at Eisen. I've been there. This is my 10th year. And uh, it's been a blessing. It uh, taught me a lot that I thought I already knew, but I didn't, <laughs> like everything else. Yeah, absolutely. And then me and my wife, we run a mission called The Promise, is just where our heart is street people, burnout people, people mad at the world, mad at God. And, uh, mm. We're just there for them. Where are you located? Where's the promise located? The promise is right across from the hub in Marion, 818 West Main. Yeah. Well, if you're down and out, that's a place to come get a hug you're, and some love. You will get hugged. Man. Yeah, there's these are huggers. We're Both Dave, Peggy. Everybody. Huggers, 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 and lovers. So go oh, find yeah, those man. guys. We appreciate you guys. Thank you. Uh, tell us a little bit about Jerry. Jer- Jerry and I are elders together at Community yeah. Faith Church, our host site. Jerry, tell me a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm an elder here at the church. Been here for... 12 years, I believe. I came here because I, I was in between churches, and this guy sitting next to me sent me a letter back then said, hey, there's something new going on. Come up here. Hmm. And I've been here ever since. Uh, I'm married, been married for 38 years, got six kids, seven grandkids, work at a Southeast Missouri Hospital down in Cape Girardeau, where I'm the manager of CTNMR. Cool, very cool. Pull your mic in closer so we don't get a closer. butt. Well, you can just pull the mic to you. You can just grab the whole mic and swivel. It swivels. You can lay back. Fred was Fred was here. He was tilted so far back. He was so comfortable having such a great day. And man, we had to get a new wheel on the chair after he left. I, I, I could see no, that. he was such a great day. That helps out a lot. Praise God. All right, guys, you ready for this round? This is going to be good. I'm going to flash you a picture up, and then I want you to tell me. Here's what I want you to tell me. When you see this picture, what do you think? What comes first to your mind? Are you guys ready? Here we go. Boom. Men's ministry. Men's ministry. Light in the darkness. Light in the darkness. I looked down at that thing in Thailand. I was wrapping up training 26 pastors after two and a half years of training, and I just finished. We're fixing to have their graduation. I looked down at that hat, and I just began to weep, thinking everything I know about ministry, I learned wearing one of those hats. And I take it into battle with me. Mm -hmm. And I looked down, and I thought, man, Fred's not been here, but he's here. He's here. And he's impacted it. 
Yeah, praise God. That was a great hat. That's a hat. What you're seeing, if you're on Spotify or iTunes, you're seeing the hat from No Greater Love Ministries. It's a hat that all of us have wore with great pride. And uh, just kind of, you just kind of, we we all have them. We have young, old ones. I have some that I, I do my mowing in. I have, you know, I, I have different, I have ones I can barbecue in. I have the, the two or three that I keep real clean for special go to meeting, you know. So, you know, say, all right, I'll give you, I'm going to give you guys another. <laughs> yeah, go, the neon one? Yeah, the, the, remember the, the, the I liked it. I'm fixing to show, no, I'm fixing to show you that. Heart, heart. Uh, Hoss Cartwright. Oh, no, I didn't like No, that. no, no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but I'm going to show it to you now. Okay, I'm going to give you one more picture. When you see this picture, when you see this picture, these are some legends. I just want to hear what comes to your mind when you see these kind of guys. What, what do you think of just right off the bat? Just tell me something about some of these guys here. There's a couple that people won't know, that, but they're legends in this in this picture. Every one of them are. I see bulldozers in the kingdom of God. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. He's he's with the Lord. Mm. Yeah, Fred. Like, oh, Fred used to run run the bus. And do, do, can you identify the half face or the third face, the one third face to the far God, left? He used to drive. Yeah, I, I know who it is. The guy's got it in the last one. Bill Finney. Yeah, that's Bill Finney. He was our war chariot driver, wasn't he? You know, Mark Jordan there, great ones. But Fred Starkweather, there's Fred. Yeah. You know, Shane's got a mullet. <laughs> Shane's got a mullet. And the Hoss Cartwright Foamers, Dave Kane down there, oh, Tom McDaniels, oh, yeah. Ron Shernica there in the back, yeah. you know, Ron. Yeah. Just to, hey, I'll give you another one here. I'll give you another one here. How, how about this guy here? That's a that's a fine dude right there, Dave. Dave, yeah. tell me, take, first of all, Dave, I mean, I mean, you got that NGL hat on right there. Yeah. You're you're dialed in right there. Uh, love the Jesus, no great love shirt, great shirt right. here. But but tell me, David, as we think about this, what are just to get the people focused in? They're listening. Our goal here is to get people out of the shallows into the deep. We want to propel people out. We the the image that Megan drew was two chairs sitting on the dock, so we could talk about the things of God, encourage people. And there's a pass there, so you get in your boat. We want you to get out of the. We want to have time of safety, good time of conversation. Mm -hmm. But we want to inspire people to get in their boat and get out in the deep. You've given me more sailboat stuff in the years, yeah. Dave. I, I ran across a whole file of those the other day of just because I mean you're into that, into sailing in the yeah. deep. We want to get people encouraged, charged up. We want them to get out in the pass. And the one thing I did is I had Megan put a lighthouse in the corner because no matter how deep we get, we can always look back and and mm -hmm. and, and the light of God will get us home. He'll get us back to safety and sure. So we're in the safety here. I just, Dave, I want you to think about what are just a couple of the NGL, No Greater Love Principles, that you learned through that incredible men's ministry. I'm going to explain to you why it's the best men's ministry because what you're fixing to hear from these guys is solid. Now, what are those principles that have served and led your life in ministry, those key core principles? Can you just put a handle on a couple of those? Well, study, prayer, fellowship, and witness. Study, prayer, fellowship, and witness. Now, I, I'm interrupting you only because... I knew that would come up, and I have a graphic. Okay. <laughs> your dailies, yeah. There you go. Yeah. So, uh, your dailies. Your dailies. You have no life without it. I love it. Study, prayer, fellowship, and witness. And, and you've got that relationship where you're grounded in God, you're, you, in that relationship through prayer, but then you got to get out there and have some fellowship. you got, you got to relate to others. D don't you think that a lot of guys, a lot of people today think, okay, I, I, I got my Bible, I, I went to church, I'll come back on Wednesday – Probably not Wednesday, but maybe by next Sunday, or at least I get there Christmas, Easter, Mother's Day. I'm going to get to church. I, I'm going to pray to God occasionally when I'm really desperate and in trouble. You know, I pray the big holiday meals, things like that. I, I do a little study. I do a little prayer. I got me a little devotional book. Do you think that makes you a disciple just doing those things? No. It prepares you to be a disciple. Yeah. That fellowship part. I tell you, what I've learned to know to grow very low on the fellowship. 
you go down and you're thinking, well, I got to be strong. I'll be strong. And you go, no. You can hear God saying, I want you weak. Hmm. My glory is manifested in your weakness. And you learn to be in small group. You're not just sharing all your highlights. Right. You're sharing, man, I struggle with this and struggle with that. And then Hmm. you learn to get out of the way, man. And, uh, and it's a ride, and, and the quicker you can get yourself out of the way, you'll enjoy the whole trip, man. You, you, but you've got to get off that dock. You, you can't to. just sit in the church yeah. pew. Yeah. You can't yeah. sit in the depot. Jesus, I mean, it's just not acceptable. He commissioned us. He, he empowered us and saved us to be commissioned for use. Yeah. And that, per, that fellowship and witness, it's not just enough to hang out much fellows either. You've got to get out and offer something. I, yeah. I came across that sale magazine years ago. It wasn't even a Christian magazine, and I was searching like Lord, I'm preaching, but and uh, I re- there was an article. Of a guy said to be a sailor, you got to go to sea, mm-hmm. and this is what the Lord hit me with. Dave, you're serving me, but you always stay within uh, where people can see you on the land, so you yeah. can wave at them, and go, "Hey, see what I'm doing, see what I'm not." And it's like you got to go into the deep. You got to go out where the only thing that's going to propel you is the wind. And you learn to use senses other than your eyesight. And in that article, it was just a pure selling article. It says when you're out where you, where you can't see land, he said you can smell land before you can see it. Right. And then God starts giving you senses you didn't even know were there. You're right. But you won't get that on the dock, man. I was, I'm, in, I'm going through all my files right now. I've been. I've made a commitment to all my old files to whittle them down from 100% to about 20%. And I ran across several of those articles that you gave. They did not go in the trash. Yeah. They did not. I still have the picture yeah. of the sailboat. I still have some yeah. notes on that. That is, I will never forget that language, that we got to get out. That may be some of what's in my DNA here of getting out of the shallows and into the deep. Yeah. And then the other thing in, on that, if you see a sailboat and the wind's got it, you know that sailboat don't look all proper. You know what? It's, it's, it's it jacks a, it, doesn't it? It jacks it. <laughs> and it's like, that's how you want us, God. That's how we cut. Haven't through. you noticed though, people that are really doing fellowship and witness, they're they're leaving the dock, getting out. They they are a little jacked. People, other strange. Elisha's are strange. Elijah yeah, was strange. And not on purpose. A wind no. has you. Yeah. Just what God calls you to do will always stand against the culture. It It'll yeah. be rev- it's almost revolutionary, isn't it? It is. I, I think so. That's that's well said. So so study prayer fellowship with does that be one of your course? Well, give me one or two more that you might have. <laughs> well, I think just learning to be honest in every situation. As I got around with Fred, I remember when the first time I was on a board meeting. You learn, man. Um, it's okay to be wrong. Yeah. It's yeah. okay, and you got to lay your pride down. You have to. You can't make it all about you. And um, I know as a, when I was a group leader at No Greater Love, and you'd tell guys, hey, guys, we're going out to preach today. Now, I know preachers that don't want to preach in the street. It's hard. I couldn't hardly get anybody to preach in the streets back in the day. It's hard. When I was in seminary, yeah. nobody would go with me. No. And I'd say, Methodists do this. Methodists were street right. preachers. That was the, how they started. But what I learned going out, even for myself, God had to do a... Uh, and he's done it many times and many more to come. I call it an egoectomy. <laughs> he does ego he does egoectomies on me. And you realize I'm going out to preach now. I'm on my buddies are back here, but here's the crowd. Who'd I come to preach to? Yeah. The crowd. The crowd. And I didn't want to look bad to the guys behind me. Right. 
and God's got to do they may go act to me. And then you'll, <laughs> then you've got something to say to them. Yeah. And um, it's like, I mean, ask God, do I need to go act to me? Oh, my God. And that's incredible. Yeah. That, that is. That it's is, a big part of NGL, really. It really is. I, I think so. Just, just humbling yourself and then seeing what God can yeah. do. Well, men don't want to fail, and we put up that facade. But NGL almost asks you to fail. You're almost forced you're to fail. Next. You're, yeah, you're, yeah, you're, you're up next. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and they're going to make you do strange things. Exactly. So you may be good at one of them. Maybe you can street preach. But how are you going to be talking to somebody about deeply about Christ? Or put a clown suit on. And well, exactly. Uh, that thing on being a disciple. Being a disciple is being made to do what you don't want to do so you can be who you've always wanted to be. <laughs> and it's like, me, street preach. I ain't no pastor. Well, them pastors don't even want to do this, buddy. And uh, can I share one story about go, a guy go. preaching? Jim Murphy had a guy named James from Georgia. Please. I remember James. James Rowe? Yeah, it's James Pastor. I brought James. James. I James mean, was an old Georgia boy. He kept his head down a lot. <laughs> yes, sir. No, sir. James, the godparent. The godparent he, he's gone now, but he's yeah. godparent to Caleb. I guess I didn't even know that. Yeah. We was there in uh, Past Christian, and, and Jimmy said, okay, boys, we're preaching today. And, I mean, everybody, ain't nobody jumping up and down. <laughs> so come James turn, and Jim said, James, turn to preach. He said, James said, I can't read. Now he couldn't read a lick. And Jim said, I'm not asking you to read. I'm asking you to preach. <laughs> he said, James went over and got a Bible, stood out to the crowd, and you know the crowd's making fun of him. Yeah. And, and he held the Bible up, and he said, the Bible's good. Playboy magazine's bad. He put it down, come back, and Jim said, great sermon. Great sermon. You <laughs> yeah. got the message out. That's it. Yeah. Uh, J- James, James gone to be the Lord. So is, so, mm-hmm. so is Denise's wife. Amanda's still around. We keep touching with Amanda. Amanda was my piano player. Is James' brother still alive? Uh, no, Charlie's gone too. Okay. Oh, man, yeah. And, and, and James, and James, James, listen, he couldn't read a lick, guys. Here's the but he was the sign guy for the state of Georgia Department of Transportation. He's the guy that put the signs up on the road. Could not lead, read a lick, Donna. Donna, he couldn't read. He's putting the signs up. He said, I said, how do you do that? He says, well, I just look at it. I go find the symbols. You know, God bless James. James, James is a good man. But James, that, that's how, you know, this Bible, Bible good, devil's bad. I had him come home and do that once at church. I got this very similar testimony. <laughs> but, but NGL makes, I mean, it may, I mean, you've got trained preachers. I've seen trained preachers get down there and not willing to put a Bible up in the air and say something that simple. They can't. Can't speak. Panic attack. I mean, they get, I mean, they tell you, like, you're going out preaching that day, they're, you're back at the camp, and they're like, ah, my stomach's hurting, you know, I think I got, I got something going on, I ate too many bananas. <laughs> no, dude, you got to answer the bell. <laughs> if James can answer the bell, you can answer yeah. the bell. Amen. Yeah. He's got Jerry, let's, let's go, let's go to you real quick. Let me, I, I, I don't want to just pick on, wow. pick on, uh, here, let me put your pictures up. I got a few of you. I got you, you here teaching. Wow. Yeah, I got an elder. Now, the one thing I noticed, Jerry. I know that you're. I know that you're at Cafe de Mon. I know that's your headquarters when you're at at, <laughs> yes, at, at, at uh, Mardi Gras. And you're in there eating beignets. I tried to find a picture of John Murrow, but I found out he was actually in there already. So, so <laughs> yeah. you're cover fire for him. He, I, don't, he don't come out. He doesn't come out. <laughs> no. he, he once you get your he table, you keep table, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, then, then you've got a couple pictures here. I know you're in NGL hats here, but I mean that. I think that's an African brother of mine from Liberia, and yes. these are these are new converts. They, those are Liberian deaconesses. What are you doing in NGL hats and NGL garbs 
It looks like you're in another continent. That doesn't look like Mardi Gras. Well, it's not. <laughs> NGL has led me to other continents. Amen. And, I mean, that was Fred's vision. He saw that rock hit the water and spread to other countries. And everything, everything I've learned in NGL is how I've learned to become a Christian and to, to witness. Guys, I've not prayed with a lot of people on the streets for salvation. Right. But I have in my office. Yeah. And I have, you know, oh, yeah. with family members. Right here. But everything that I do it with, I've learned from NGO. What are those two or three, what are those, what are those principles Maybe the, like he shared, he shared the dailies. I know you came in on that, so you can't use that again. And uh, but and he talked about uh, the being honest and straight. And what would be two or three of those that that have really informed you as, as as over the years? They've been a driving course for you. Every man has a story. Oh, that's good. Every man has a story, and if you if you don't have an open heart to listen to them and to see them and see see the direction they're going, it it reminds me of kind of like a. Labrador retriever, you know, you, you get them puppies and they're all eager, 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 but they don't really want to jump in the water and you've got to encourage them to. And that to me, if you listen to their story and you just love the men, that's how you connect with somebody and build relationship. Yeah. And if you got your dailies, if you have your own personal relationship with God, now you're listening to somebody else. It's almost like you're building a similar relationship and then you can begin to connect those things. Don't you think? Yeah. And, and look, NGL to me, honestly, it was an organization that I could be part of, and not just be part of, but something that I could find my place in. Oh, wow. And I think that was the draw with a lot of men. A lot of, uh, you know, Fred always went around saying, you got a lot of fruits and nuts, but if you have too much, you don't have cereal. <laughs> right? <laughs> you got to get some crunch in One of those Fred-isms. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Fantastic. Let, let, me, let, me, let, me th- let me throw you into some new questions here, guys. Dave, Dave I'm, I'm going to get to this deeper with... with Jerry with you and we'll have some other NGL legends in, in, in part two, but, but while we have you with Dave, what are, what are a couple, two or three leadership? I want to focus on leadership takeaways, leadership takeaways from your NGL DNA that has transferred. I could be transferred into your role as a husband, as a father, grandfather, great grandfather. Mm-hmm. It could be as a church leader, as a community leader, as a ministry uh, leader. What are two or three of those leadership modes that you just, if you were training up your own Timothy, if you were Paul training up the next generation, sending somebody to, to start their own ministry, how would you, what would you put in them for two or three of those core leadership keys to get off the dock? Mm. Spend time with God is always number one for a leader. It's not just having ideas. And even if they're great ideas, because you won't be able to, it won't transfer from you. So even if you have a good idea, you need to spend time with God with that idea yeah, for a idea. while. Right. For a while. Because yeah. a lot of times we'll get great ideas, and we want to share every bit of it right now. And the Lord just like little by little. Yeah. yeah. All that. Don't yeah. share that with them today. Yeah. You share this. But uh, to be a good leader, you got to be a good listener. Right. you got to listen to them. you got to make good eye contact. And that's uh, – you really care as a leader, you know. I care about you. I want you to grow. I want you to, um, I don't want you to just think I'm a great guy. I want you to find out how great your God is and who he is. That's good. And why he's called you. That's excellent. And uh, also to be a leader is uh, you're an influencer for the kingdom of God. I kind of like that. You know, the hot thing today is, is people tell you they're influencers. You go, what's your job? I I was on the cruise ship. Uh, We were on a cruise ship with uh, our kids two years ago for like this, this, uh, 
our 30th anniversary wedding thing. And we're on the cruise ship, and my granddaughter, Addison, comes up and grabs me and says, Dad, you know, granddad, she, this kid goes by. It's only about two years older than her. And she's 9, 10. Kid's like 12, 13. She said, this girl in my group, she's an influencer. I said, what do you mean influencer? She's she's like an Instagram influencer. I said, what? I don't understand. She she makes a lot of money. I said she's thirteen. Oh, I said no. She's got like two million followers. She's she she tries products and all this stuff. And her whole family's on the cruise, based on the daughter, the little girl as an Instagram. They brought her here because it causes other people to want to come on a cruise because she's on a cruise. Yeah, she's thirteen, and my daughter's just jaw is dropped. You know, I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. influencer. And we have a world of influencers. Influencers for what? You know, right. stuff that's insignificant. You're talking about a different kind of influence, but it is influence. So can you unpack that just a little bit? Well, I, I remember something my dad said when he come. My dad pastored for a lot of years, and he come on an NGO trip. And they used to ask him, why would you come? Now, he'd, he'd been on Israel, you know, on a visiting trip, and never really been out on a mission like this and he said i came because i'm tired of being good at things that don't matter wow i'm tired of it tired of being good at things that don't matter don't matter we do a lot Uh, of that yeah Yeah. and we wear ourselves out and going deeper in that god help what matters in all i want to do for you yeah some of this is more about me i want to be more about you you'll take care of me you'll help me but uh you know like if we are, we're in the streets, when we first started going in, Shane Bishop really helped me with this. Um, you would go, I went for a few years as a leader, and you'd come home and you'd think, man, I didn't lead nobody to the Lord. And you know, that thing that used to be on us. Yeah. And Shane shared about the one to ten thing. Sometimes all you're doing is... Maslow's charts. So all you're doing is getting a guy from one to two. Yeah. Eight to nine. Next, you, ha- you have yeah. no idea. And it's like, it took that off of me. You're walking people closer to the Lord. What, yeah, what, exactly. Yeah, what Dave's talking about is, is there's a thing called Maslow's chart, and it says negative 10 would be a total, complete, absolute atheist. Plus 10 <laughs> would be an absolute, perfect Mother Teresa, an absolute, full yeah, saint, yeah. Pr- practically standing in the Lord's presence at all times. And zero is the crossover from... From, from being lost to being saved. But you've got a lot of room from being a negative 10 that never even wants to hear about God to actually stopping and listening to somebody street preach or taking a track and maybe just stick it in your pocket exactly. only to be looked at maybe by you or at least by somebody that works around you. And then, you know, just getting people over the threshold of being saved, I mean, that's almost impossible for somebody that's a negative 10. But if you could move a negative 10 to a negative 9 or a negative 8, negative 7, God's next farmer could move them on across. Yeah. Yeah. And see, and the devil's used that to discourage us all you know, everybody, well, man, I've talked to all kinds of people. i never seen them. You have no idea what that's done in their life. Yeah, you absolutely. None. That is really good. I, you know, I'm, I'm going to come back to you with the same question in the next episode, Jerry. But I, I want to ask you guys this question. I, I'm going to ask you a question. It's real quick. There's no picture with this one. But when I say biscuit, <laughs> could anybody here finish that spiritual leadership lesson? When I say biscuit, if I, if I tell you a biscuit, what, what does that put in your mind? Discipline. Discipline, which in the kick. <laughs> you know, our spiritual our spiritual mentor tells this story every time we get together. It's in it's in the it's in the whole. We could just call it number twenty seven, and uh, we all know how it's going to turn out. We all know how the story's going to go. 
And it's a real simple story. Either one of you take a stab at it. I can do it, but either one of you guess. You can do it. Well, the way it goes is if, 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 if this, this, old, this old blind man has a C&I dog, right? He has a C&I dog. Love that dog much because that dog got him around. So one day the, the man was at the corner getting ready to go and do something, and right before he got to go, that dog came up, hiked up his leg, and just peed all over him. Peed all over him. Guy standing next to him said, dude, mister, did you see what your dog did? Oh, yeah, I did. And he reaches in, and he hands in his pocket and gets out a nice dog biscuit. And he hands it to the dog. The dog's chomping on the biscuit. And the man said, excuse me, I, I know you're blind, and you don't really know what just happened to you. Your dog just peed all over you. And the blind man said, yeah, I'm blind, but I'm not without feeling. I know what he did. But you see, I love that dog, and I need that dog. And before I deal with him, I need to find out which end his head's on yeah, so exactly. I can kick the other end. Yes, exactly. So I always feed him a biscuit to get those things sorted out. One of the yep. first biscuits Fred gave me, <laughs> I had lost my job in the coal mines, and uh, we are losing everything. But, boy, hang on to the Lord. And he let me do some work at his little bitty house across from the graveyard. And I'm there, you know, I'm just being me and just trying to. You know, thinking I'm a lot better spiritually than I really was. And here's what he said to me. He said, hey, Davey, how much longer is Christianity going to be your hobby? <laughs> oh, I remember you telling that. Oh, man. I realize that's what it is. When I get bored of everything else, I'll do Christian stuff. You know? And it's like I couldn't. <laughs> it had me. That's a biscuit. How much longer is Christianity going to be your hobby? Your hobby. I mean that. That I mean, I think most of us could take on that one and take a look at that one, yeah. and then you get the egoectomy, and you go out from there. You, that's the kind of thing that we need to. I, I think that's the kind of thing people that want to get out need to deal with first. It is to to get out and cut those ropes and go out and take that risk. You're going to have to get past your own hobby. Because yeah. when you get out there, you can't necessarily come back right when you want to either. You're kind of you're kind of at, 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 when you get in the wind and get to see. I've been reading in my my daily reading right now as we're in Acts, where Paul is going to Rome to go to Caesar, and and they get in the boat and Paul told them he said let's just port here. The, the Lord tells me this is not going to be good, you know, and they don't listen. The sailors like yeah we're sailors, and yeah. but they figure out real quick that Paul's Paul's got something going, don't they? Yeah. Paul says Paul says don't take out. They take out and the wind just picks them up and a northeaster just throws them over to Africa basically, and basically they all shipwreck. They all about die, you know? And he did say, all oh, you'll live, and they did live. Mm-hmm. Paul, Paul told them to listen, but those guys just would not listen. Yeah. And they put out, and you, once you get out there, you don't know where the Holy Spirit's going to take you or what's going to happen. So you got to deal with that. That's a great, I, I, I love that. So when you, when you think about that biscuit, uh, Jerry, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, when you think about it, I've been fed a few biscuits by Fred over the years. I have too. Oh my gosh, so many biscuits. I mean, I wish he'd put gravy on them. He doesn't put gravy. No, 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 no butter, gra- no honey. And, and they're not soft either. They're not soft. They're old. They're no, they're old. Ones. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they're dog biscuits too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Dave, got, got, got another question for okay, you buddy. as we get in, in the low in the time here. Uh, Dave, with Fred Bishop as your mentor and coach, and this is going to be the focus of episode three that we're going to come back in with these other guys, but what are the key inflection points 
things that have, I mean, it's just been moments of change and where, where your life is taking a different direction in your life because of your NGL training, your NGL experience. And so let me make it a little clear. Where were moments of encourage that either put you on a new good path, inflection mm-hmm. points, or biscuit moments that kept you from doing something bad or redirected you? So mm-hmm. it could be a, with Fred, with Fred as our mentor, I mean, he can exhort you. He is an exhorter. He can get you to do things you never wanted to do. He's a man's gift, makes room for you, and you're ready to go. You know, at the same time, he feeds you a biscuit, and you still want to go work with him. You know, I've never seen a guy that can kick your tail. Exactly. And you know's on your side. Exactly. He's like a football coach, you know, that's working you out hard. And so I I thank God for the times. I didn't like it when I was getting my tail kicked. But but I look back now and think, man, that kept me alive in Asia or Liberia because I learned under a net. So help me with a couple things that have been inflection points in your life because of NGL. Well, one, you want a biscuit or do you want another biscuit or you want another good? Which one? No, I'll take either one. Yeah, you give one of each you want. Well, I don't know how many biscuits you got in your life. (laughs) I well, got, it seemed like the older I get, the more I get them, but I'm I'm not as defensive. You well, know, you know, if you, you take know? your teeth out at this age, we're, we're at the <laughs> yeah. age now you take teeth, you just kind of gum them, they kind of yeah. melt, you know. Uh, one encouragement, we went to Honduras together. And uh, when Fred actually goes somewhere with him, you have to go. He, he don't make you go. No, you gotta no. Go. You still, I know, said, I've been there. Yeah. Hey, Davey, come to Honduras. Okay, man. I'll go. <laughs> and I, I was going through a bunch of stuff and and uh, ministry wise and stuff, this Dave stuff. And we get over there, and the night before I left, I told my wife, I said, "This is our first mission trip. I've never wanted to go on." Yeah, I don't know why. Why am I here? <laughs> why am I here? I'm, I mean, when I hit the ground, I know why I'm here. I hit the ground there. I didn't know why I was here. Yeah. And I remember Freddie just saying, Dave, just keep your ears open while you're here. You have no idea what God's going to tell you, man. That's right. So while we were there, I had told Peggy the night before, uh, I said, I don't need another adventure, Peggy. <laughs> you ever been there? Yeah, I've been there. Yeah. yeah. I don't need another adventure. Pray for me. Saw him on the front room floor. He got up early that next morning and go. So we get there, and Freddie's just, just staying listening mode, Davey. I need to hear that. You ain't got to perform. You ain't got to do nothing. Listen, and then we'll do. So we go to the very first meeting, and I don't know who that pre- – he had a church in the uh, mountains. But he we went to breakfast, and there was all of us there. And he said, hey, man, I want to meet with you. And what was the uh, interpreter? Carmelita? Carmelita. Okay, Carmelita. So Carmelita's interpreted. So I'm just there listening. It's like, thank you, God. So uh, he looks at me first. Oh, okay. You know, he was wanting to tell us things. He goes, God's not brought you here for an adventure. (laughs) Uh, That's right. Freddie told me, listen, did I tell Freddie I didn't want another adventure? No, because I get a biscuit. You get a biscuit? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Only person knew that was my wife. Yeah. Do you remember the old Martian show and... My favorite Martian is probably you guys. Too. Yeah, I know. I and, remember that. And, and his, the antennas come up. Antenna, antennas come up. My antennas went yeah, up. Yeah. And it's like, thank you, Fred. Yeah. And that whole trip, I listened. And I learned stuff. I thought I didn't think I was in a great spiritual state. Mm-hmm. It, it wasn't you wasn't in a great spiritual state. You just wasn't able to do what you thought you always needed to do. That's right. Listening ain't always what I thought I needed to do. And I learned a lot on that trip, man. 
I took a lot of notes. Go ahead. No, I no, I, I'm sitting there thinking as you're saying that listening can be much more learning than doing. But we are in a culture today where everybody wants to just go do. They hear something. I got to go do it. I got to. I got to be on my phone. I got to be. I got to be influencing. I got to be. I got to be active. We we don't have the ability just to sit back and sit and listen and let God kind of blow in the sails and put us there. And we have a society right now that's into instant gratification and you would not get that. I've been on those same trips where he's, he's dialed me in and I'm like, why am I here? And you know, somewhere about halfway through the trip, you go, that's why I'm here. Yeah. You know, and this is what I needed or this is what he needed or this is what the moment both. needed. Exactly. And you, yeah. And if you, if you didn't listen, if you weren't obedient to go and then listen, then you could easily drift right past that. Yeah, you could. Look, can I share something Yeah, else go, I please, heard? please. Well, I was there one morning, and, you know, I can't speak Spanish. I ain't like you guys. Um, <laughs> but I learned a little bitty words. But as soon as you left your hotel room, you better know Spanish, buddy. Yeah. This ain't a half gringo, half, I mean, you're in Honduras. You're in Honduras. It's yeah, all that, okay. you know. Okay. So, you know, you learn, and you just learn to listen. I, I can't talk like I'm used to. And uh, I got in the shower one morning, and I do not know Spanish. <laughs> and I heard this word in my heart, Campanero. So what is that? Well, I brought a Spanish thing with me, a translating thing. I, th I don't even know if that's Spanish. I look it up. Hmm, companion. Well, that's cool. Okay. I thought, well, I might have heard it or something. A couple days later, I see in the shower. I heard the word nuestro. Mm. So I went and looked it up. I thought, this ain't even a real word. Our. O-U-R. Day after that, I heard the word, and I ain't even seeking it, guys. I ain't like, oh, God, tell me. No. Siempre. You put all three of them together. Our companion always. I, and I felt like the Holy Spirit saying, like Lois, we're with you. Yeah. We're with you. But you can't get there without going and listening. You can't go without listening. Yeah. We can't go without listening. And then we Ooh. walked across the street, that Catholic church, and you go in there. You know how we have needlers at our Catholic churches? Yeah. Their Catholic churches, needlers had no uh, carpet on them. They were wood, they had notches, where people had worn down notches. Praying all the years, yeah. And you're thinking, wow, God. So things could be worse in other places, couldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But I learned to listen on that trip. I didn't know I needed to. You know that, but that's no greater love. Yeah. Yeah, you find out you find out obedience brings you to listening and you and you learn things you didn't know you'd know, and you come back just changed. You come back. Because yeah. the system of NGL is designed for you to go through certain certain protocols that's been tested and tried, and it kind of strips you down. You just like feel it stripped. Does. Yeah, and it's good. It's good. You find out what you're good at, but you also learn how to function in areas that you're that you're maybe not as good as you, you think. You got to find out what you're not and what you are. Because you find out you, you sometimes you know in, in NGL you you know if you're the only one doing it you're the best there is. That's a good Fredism. Yeah, you is. know, and I cannot tell you over my ministry as a church planner going to Asia, going to Africa, different places, Honduras doing work there. There's so many times I've stepped up out there and I'm thinking, man, who's going to do this? And I look around and go, <laughs> it's been, you're it. Yeah. 
<laughs> so I, I'll just quote Fred. If you're the only one doing it, you're the best there is. And I did that. I did that when I started Highland Hope Church. When I started Highland Hope Church, Shane taught me to play enough guitar chords to do my small group. My guitar is in my office. Strings are cut off it, been cut off it since that, since then. So I played about four or five small groups. I got it started. I, I was bad. I sing bad. I remember when Shane was teaching me to sing. He, he reached over one time and grabbed my nose and pitched it. He said, see how you sound? That's because you sink through your nose. You got to learn to sink through your I, I could. I never figured it out. He said, that's why you have no pitch. And I, I, I just was confused. I still did my best. I learned about four chords. Well, I, I played stuff I could play. And about the second, third session, somebody looked at me and said, man, I appreciate you trying, but you're terrible. <laughs> I play guitar better than you, a lot better than you. And I said, hey. A man's gift makes room for him. Yeah, that became our first guitar player exactly. at, at, at Hands Hope, at Highland Hope, and I got out of the way after that. Yeah, but I, but I had to step up and do something that was very uncomfortable to me, out of my nature. I had to learn how to play four chords just to lead a small group, so somebody could get sick and tired of listening to me, and get ready to get out of the shallows and into the deep. You know, and tell me if you don't want to go this way right now, yeah. but because of no greater love, every area I've stepped into in my life. I realize now as I'm getting older, man, that's why I'm able to. I've learned to face my weaknesses. I've learned to trust you. I've learned to listen. You know, for years, I went to Cabrini Green in Chicago. All them years. Hmm. Because with no greater love, you are drawn to the chaos. You are drawn to the darkness. And all you know is, hey, God, I'll speak for you. Yeah. Like Fred always shares. Where Isaiah said, he comes so close, he heard the Lord saying, hey, you'll go for me. Why, why do you think, and I, we'll wrap up this, why do you think there's something about the NGL culture that eventually trains you to be drawn to the darkness? I mean, most people run from it. And, 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 and I found that too. That's, I mean, I have found that people that have been bred into that ministry are, are like firemen going into a fire. Police exactly. responding to a situation, exactly. military going over the hill. I found that people exactly. have been raised in what I consider the best men's ministry ever. It teaches them when the wave of the enemy stands up, rather than turn and flee, I find that we dig in and stand the ground and even push forward. Exactly. It's where God is. I yeah. know. Yeah. And part of that is, I think, having a leader like Fred. Well, it is. That would not let the gates of hell ever prevail. Never saw him do it. You just stand your ground. Well, you guys can see this. I'm going to wrap us up here, but let me do this here. Okay. Look here, guys. No Greater Love Ministries is still doing ministry. They're they're now doing camps. Jerry, they've got the Vukare camp going on. What what are the other camps they have going on? They got uh, McHenry and Mark Jordan's is Aurora. Aurora, that Aurora, that's right. Yeah. Aurora. And McHenry. McHenry. Look, if you're interested. These yeah. guys, all of us have cut our teeth on this. You can get on Fred's website, nogreaterlove.org, and just check that out. It will get you links and directions. You can always email Fred's office to find out how to get connected. If you haven't had one of these experiences, if you're a man out there, a young man out there, college age or above, you need to get father sons. If you've got older sons, I took all my sons. All my sons went on these ministries with me. It changed their lives, our lives. Mm -hmm. I just want to highly encourage you, if you're listening to us today and you love some of these principles, we want to get you out of the shallows into the deep. For men, there's nothing better than No Greater Love.org. Check that out. I've got that information available. Donna will put it up on our uh, social media links connected to this episode when we do it, and I think that's going to be great. We're going to be back in No Greater Love Legends series number two, and we're going to be talking about Fred Bishop as mentor and coach. We're going to get a little bit into that. I think it's going to be great. So, 
Guys, thank you so much for being here in this first episode. I think it's been great. Hope you enjoyed it. New experience for you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Fantastic. So, hey, guys, thanks again for joining us here. You can find out more at onthedoc.org, and you can email us at info at onthedoc.org. And don't forget, you can find us on our partners, YouTube, iTunes, and Spotify, our main uh, options there. Find us at On The Doc with Pastor Troy. We also have these auxiliary partners, Google Podcasts, Facebook, Roku, Rumble, and SermonNet. And please shout out to us on commentary on our social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Telegram. And that's where you might find some more information about what's going on and links and stuff that you can find as well. And when you find our links, please, please, please subscribe, hit like, notify, and share. And share these things out. We want you to be a part of it. And again, always, we'd love to have you as a partner or a sponsor. Go to Patreon and become an On The Doc partner today. You can find that by going to Patreon, or you can go to our website, onthedoc.org, and there's a link there to get it. And by the way, if you don't have a church home, we are hosted here at Community Faith Church. We always love to have you. If you are able to come and attend, we meet at Sundays at 10 o'clock, Wednesdays at 6.30. We also have a virtual online presence at coftv.com, so you can check us out or on Community Faith Church's Facebook or YouTube page. We'd love to have you, and we'd love to have you come out and be a part of what's going on here. So we're sure glad to have you. We'll be back in part two with some incredible stuff, and we enjoyed having you guys here. These NGL legends are great friends, great guys, guys that just mean so much to me, and it's been an honor to have you guys here. And we're on the dock. We'll see you soon. This is Pastor Troy.